Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, guys? We are One of Us is a Filmmaker. filmmaker. Woo! Good stuff. My name's Cassia. And my name's Orion. And we like to talk about our nostalgic movies. I know, I do love it. We've spoken about many films, but over the course of 12 episodes so far, two in this series. And now we're on lucky number 13. Yeah, I know. Or unlucky, depending on how you look at it. Well, hopefully lucky. Yeah. But <laughs> hopefully maybe. this is a good thing. Yeah, and uh, Cassia is the, the budding filmmaker. And uh, I am, I've taken on this sort of critic role, I suppose, mm-hmm. which is always fun. But we love talking about movies. Mm-hmm. We love talking about movies from our childhood, mm-hmm. actors from our childhood, and looking mm-hmm. back at them classic movies. And that is what we're doing today. Look back at the classics episode. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Last season, we looked back at an actor called Hugh Grant. You might have heard of him. You might have heard of him. You might have heard of him. <laughs> and quite famous. Quite famous. And we kind of looked at his rom-com era, mm-hmm. so talked about the rom-coms that we loved, maybe we didn't love so much, mm-hmm. and how he's kind of broken out now and is doing lots of different roles. Yeah. Very exciting. No, it was a really good episode, and uh, who are we talking about today then? So today we're talking about a different actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're talking about one who was very iconic in my childhood, a lot of people's childhoods. Right. She was the it girl for a while. Mm-hmm. She was a great on-screen presence. Mm-hmm. She's still doing movies here and there, but that's something maybe to get into a bit later. <laughs> but what we're talking about is Lindsay Lohan's Lindsay Lohan. legendary movies. Oh, Lindsay Lohan. What, a, what an actress. She was so great, so iconic. It was mm-hmm. that time when we had, well, she was really the people that I looked up to as a kid. So had Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, you know, that was my era, mm. my generation. They were like the original Disney kids. yeah they're, they're like OG Disney those people. two and Raven Simone are like OG Disney oh yes yeah, and yeah, then yeah. after that you had the likes of Demi Lovato Miley Cyrus oh that's, that's cetera, not as good of an era that's not as good of an era no no that was more your era yeah that was my more my era but I do very distinctly remember like Raven Lizzie and um Lindsay Lohan as well like just being Hillary there. but Lizzie oh yeah Hillary one uh, and the same yeah one and the same they are the same person. Uh, yeah, you can't really like. I don't know. I don't dissociate them. Even though, even though Lizzie McGuire or Hilary Duff has done like loads of other non-Lizzie yeah. McGuire films, mm-hmm. but still, it's Lizzie McGuire, isn't it? Yeah. Well, she always in her interview says that Lizzie much was very much like her. That yeah. she put a lot of herself into that role. Yeah, I can't imagine she didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not really a role where I feel like you have to be totally different from who you are in general as a kid. Like, no. it's quite like generic kid. Yeah, teen, teen girl going through those those teen problems. Yeah, but Lindsay Lohan had some bangers back in the day. Yes, big ones. We're going to focus on those movies of absolute legend, mm. and those include the likes of Freaky Friday, <gasps> The Parent Trap. Oh, and Mean Girls. So good stuff. There's some That's great classic ones. there. We actually last night, me and Jiggy watched a bit of Falling for Christmas, uh, <laughs> her latest movie. We didn't make it all the way through. No, we didn't. Sadly, it's also not Christmas time. But we just thought we were, you know, watching her older movies. Thought, well, let's see what she's done recently. Though mm. in the live we did a little while ago, we did we got a question that was like, "What keeps you engaged in films?" And you know what? We watched quite a decent amount of it. So <laughs> Something must have been good. Something must have been good. I, yeah, I guess we'll get on to the whole what happened to Lizzie, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, <laughs> now you keep calling it Lizzie. <laughs> we'll get on to the whole what happened to Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. You know, situation. Definitely. But 
there might be people out there who don't know who Lindsay Lohan is. Mm. She is an actress. You know, that's well, what we're yeah. talking about. <laughs> that's, there you go. Very good. And she was in those movies that I mentioned. Yeah. But she was born. I'll give you a little bio about her now. Mm-hmm. She was born July 2nd, 1986. So that makes her about 37 years old now. Yeah. But when she was really, when she burst onto the scene, she was about 11, 12 years old. And she had been working as an actress as a child, so she'd done a lot of commercials. She even did a bit of um, a stint on a soap opera, mm-hmm. Another World, which I've never oh, seen. Oh, Another World. That I was big. She might have been like a guest star. That, that was big. Yeah. That's quite a big thing to get on as a, as a kid. So I've never seen it. Can't tell you if it's any good. I, I don't think I've seen it, but I, I know it, it's like very well known mm-hmm. in the US at least. Like it's right. very well known. And it was the Parent Trap that was Lindsay Lohan's big big break. Oh, the Parent Trap! It's just such a good film, isn't it? It is great. Like, yeah, I, I think it's the best film that she's been in. Really? For me, yeah. Wow. Because it's maybe it's just because we grew up watching it so much. Mm. Okay, and also I never watched. Well, I know I probably have, but I don't ever remember the original Parent Trap because mm. it was a remake. So I never, I never remember that. I only associate Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Like, so I remember when my mum asked me, "Do I want to go to the cinema and watch the Parent Trap?" And as a five-year-old, I remember thinking it sounded scary because of the word "trap" in it. Yeah. So I said, "No, can we watch Babe Pig in the City instead?" Oh, and yeah. that was flipping terrifying. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought, "Oh, it's going to be like Babe," and uh, it was Babe, but it was them running around a city and getting lost, and it was quite scary as a five-year-old. So then I watched The Parent Trap when I was a bit older, maybe six or seven years old, and I was like, oh, I should have gone to see this in the cinema. This yeah. is great. Yeah, because Parent Trap is iconic. It is. Literally. And it's crazy because there's two of Lindsay Lohan in it. I know. I didn't realise that she wasn't a twin at six, seven I mean, years old. Yeah, when, I was, when, you're younger, when you're a kid, you yeah. think she's the same. But what I'll quickly do before we dive right in mm-hmm. is I'll quickly give you the list of the films that we're going to go up to because we're talking about Lindsay Lohan's legendary movies. Okay. There's a time in her career where the, the films become less and less legendary. <laughs> so, That's a very interesting way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So we're, so we're kind of just going to go for the big hitters here, I mm-hmm. think. You tell you list them off. Here we go. Yeah, but here, here's, here's what we're going for. Here we go. Um, so we have The Parent Trap. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this in chronological order as well of her films. So we had The Parent Trap. Mm-hmm. This was in 1998. Mm-hmm. Then we had an absolute classic movie, Life Size with Tyra Banks. Hello. Oh, my God. I Do you remember that? that? <laughs> I forgot that was a Lindsay Lohan film. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Oh, I remember it so well as well. <laughs> yeah. oh. And you had to throw that one in as a little curveball. I hadn't even been thinking about Life Size when I was thinking Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan <laughs> movies. That was 2000, 2001. It came out. And then after Life Size, your face is just like in shock. Uh, You're like, it's because wow. I just forgot that, <laughs> existed. About that existed. And now I, there's so many things about that movie that are coming back to me. Well, we'll have to go over those. We'll have okay. to go over that. Okay. And then um, we have Get a Clue, which was a Disney TV movie in mm-hmm. 2002. Then we go to Freaky Friday, mm. also a remake of a classic Disney yeah. movie. Which I didn't realise until recently. I didn't ah. realise Freaky Friday was a remake. Yep. And that was 2003. Mm-hmm. Then we had... Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, which me and Jiggy watched the other night. Film. <laughs> Huge. And that was, um, that's 2004. And oh, what a film. It's funny, man. It's a funny one. Ooh, dear. The IMDb rating on that one's not so good. 
Så that's not hot. I, I am not surprised. <laughs> um, and then we get to, I'd say this is like peak Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. This is Mean Girls. Yeah. 2004 as well. Yeah. Absolutely top mm-hmm. of the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are, that's kind of where we're going to go to, I think. She hit the peak and then it just immediately fell off a cliff, I guess. Ah! Uh, I mean, Mean Girls is peak legend, legendary yeah, times. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, after Mean Girls, we get into the space of okay-ish films. So we had Herbie Fully Loaded, oh. Just My Luck. I mean, I say okay, like they haven't got great reviews on anything, mm-hmm. and I don't remember particularly liking them. <laughs> and then we go into some a slightly strange era of I Know Who Killed Me, if you saw that, Labour Pains, Machete, she was in oh, apparently. Machete. Uh, <laughs> machete. Machete. <laughs> and um, yeah. what was the Canyons? Some some kind of interesting films. Potentially, I haven't watched a lot of them. And the reviews are less than complimentary, shall I say. We're coming up with very soft terms today for well, descriptions of the... I mean, I haven't seen them myself, so okay, what can enough. I say? Well, what can I say? Now you've seen. What did we watch last night? Was it Falling for Christmas? Falling for Christmas. There. Yeah, but that one. Yeah. I think she's got like a deal with Netflix, so she's filming more of the same. I really hope not. They kind of remind me of those um, Hallmark movies, you know, the Netflix Christmassy ones. Yeah. You know yeah. the Hallmark films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, hey, you know, it's a job, isn't it? You know, we all need a job. A job. Yeah. <laughs> Job's a job. Job's a job. Um, um, yeah, but anyway. We'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, what we'll do is go back through. Mm. We're going back to where it kicked off mm-hmm. the parent trap. Yeah. I mean, I've already said uh, it was my favourite. I, I just absolutely love the parent trap. You know what? Mm. The best thing about the parent trap is? Yes. This is undeniable fact. What? The soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It is the, one of the best film soundtracks I've ever heard in my life. And the the other one I really like is um, I love you for sentimental reasons. Yes, that's which plays nice when song. the I think when the parents are dancing at the end. No, it's no. when no, that's not the ending. The ending is this will be an everlasting love. The sentimental reasons is when they're on the boat having. That's no. what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, not not well, not, like, not like the very end, but like at the bit where yeah. the parents are like dancing. They're not dancing. Oh, they... <laughs> they're talking about the children. <laughs> Oh right, and they've been set up and all that. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to give a quick, like, give a quick overview? Because you're very good at the overviews of. The, I am. Yeah. So yeah. So the parent trap, if people do not know, is about two girls who go to camp mm-hmm. who look the exact same, mm-hmm. and at this camp they meet each other and they realise that they are actually twin sisters who have been separated at birth, mm-hmm. and they come up with this crazy plan to switch places, go to each other's respective parents mm. and meet their mother slash father yeah. and then they decide they want to get them back together because the dad has fallen in love with some 26 year old uh, hard executive kind of a Cruella de Vil kind of figure I can't believe she's 26 in that movie no that to was me, weird like I remember thinking, well, that's, she looks really old. And yeah. now I still think she seems older than me. But no, she looks She looks like, I would imagine she'd be like 30. But she actually was like 26, 27 when she did that role. Maybe just people that are tall look older to me, because I'm very short. I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't tell people that like look younger. I don't know. But anyway, never mind. That's your mm. overview of The Parent Trap. And it is a remake of a Disney classic, also called The Parent Trap. And I really like the original Parent Trap. The, the representation of women in it is actually really terrible. Like, oh, is it? <laughs> it's quite funny. And the parents' relationship is far more fraught in the original. Um, but Hayley... Uh, oh, what's her last name? Hayley... 
Anyway, there's an iconic teen actress playing the twins in that one. Right. And I really like the whole camp section and everything is really fun in the original. Mm -hmm. They change it a bit for this new one. But actually, for casting-wise, Lindsay Lohan was really late far down the line, so they had been looking and looking for a girl and they just couldn't find the right Hallie and Annie. Right. And so she was, you know, quite a late audition mm. and they were like, thank God we found her. Thank God. We found her. The thing is, she's a really good actress. Lindsay yeah. Lohan. And in, in the good films she's been in, she has always been really good and I think like Perry and Trap is a very, very good example of that. And she's so young as well. Yeah. She's such she's a 11, I think. Yeah, such a good role. kid actress. Like, yeah. And considering she's playing essentially two personalities mm-hmm. in one film. Like, yeah, it's so know. impressive. And I think yeah. that, it, like, it was her break, breakout role. Mm-hmm. No doubt about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just amazing that, yeah, she did both roles, had to keep repeating the scenes, earpiece in her ear, you know, listening to herself. And that's such an achievement. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy. But, you know, while they were looking for actors for the main role, mm. there were other actresses that were being considered oh, were and auditioned. I see. They were all the ones around the same time. So, you know, we were talking about Mara Wilson. Yeah, yeah. She auditioned. Right. Michelle Trachtenberg auditioned. Mm. These classic ones we've been saying at a lot of these films. Scarlett Johansson, Misha Barton, mm. lots. See, I think what Lindsay Lohan is good at is the kind of cheekiness. Yeah. Which I don't think someone like Mara Wilson would have necessarily had. Do you mm. know? Which they would, she, doesn't, she has that kind of sweetness, mm-hmm. but not that kind of, like... Cheekiness. You Lindsay Lohan can be quite fiery. Yeah, a little bit fiery, a little bit cheeky, like, yeah. yeah. I, I think it, it, they landed on a, a good one. Yeah, definitely. And The Parent Trap has really iconic sequences that I remember doing oh. as a kid in the playground. So yeah. the handshake with Martin, which is along to that song we were yeah. singing for ages. Yeah. They do. We learned the handshake and we'd always do it in the school playground. Then me and my friend would always reenact the sword fighting scene. And I was really upset because Hallie was the cooler twin, let's be honest. Right. She was cooler than Annie. Well, yeah, but it's because Annie kind of grew up strict. Yeah, Not yeah, strict, yeah. but like posh in it. Yeah, yeah. So. But at school, for some reason, even though I was American, because the person I was hanging out with, she was cooler than me. She got to pick, and so she was always Hallie, and I got stuck being Annie. Uh, so that's this isn't fair. I'm I'm American, and I'm not posh and boring. It, <laughs> <laughs> not that Annie's boring, but no, no, no like, she's not. But that's what I mean. Is it's good? But just find it through a kid's eyes. Yeah, you think yeah. Hallie is cool, man. She's got her ears pierced. She's like. Yeah. American, Californian, yeah. cool. I mean, it's 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 cool because that whole sequence near the beginning when they're in the cabin and stuff, they're doing all that crazy stuff. And I just remember, then they do something like they eat peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. And, and then I've always, like, just loved the taste of peanut butter and chocolate just from, because I remember that film, like, they did it, and I was just, like, always trying to do the same thing, like eating peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> Get them Oreos, dip them in. Yeah, so now it's, like, my favourite thing. Mm. Yeah, in the original, <laughs> in the original Parent Trap, it's like Fig Newtons, which doesn't sound Ooh. delicious. <laughs> like Fig Newton. It's oh, like in like you know it. in um, Narnia when yeah. uh, the Snow Queen's like, "Would you like a Turkish delight?" I'm like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Turkish delight. No, it's like that wouldn't entice me. <laughs> I'd be like, get out of it. Yeah, uh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, what do you think about um, Parent Trap overall? Then, not necessarily just like Lindsay Lohan in it. Mm. What do you What do you think? I mean, I think the whole casting is really great. Mm. It's a fun story. As a kid, you would love to do something like that. Yeah. First of all, watching a film where they get to go to summer camp, that looks so fun, so cool. Yeah. The different worlds, you know, the Californian, the winery, like getting to ride horses, so cool. 
London, England, it's all very glamorous. Mm -hmm. Having a butler, it's all great. And there's some some funny lines which always made me laugh as a kid. When Martin, Martin was a great source of um, comedy, the butler. Yeah. He'd go, I'm Martin or Smilliag. <laughs> <laughs> that as a kid made me chuckle. <laughs> and it's actually quite emotional, you know, when they go into the wine cellar and there's that tension between them. You actually feel like there's love there. Whereas again, like I said, with the original, you can't really imagine the parents liking each other because they're so like angsty with right, each other. Right, right. Whereas you can sense that... Um, Dennis Quaid Dennis and Natasha Quaid. Richardson did Dennis Quaid's together. classic, honestly. Yeah. There's a moment in it that I that I always think is quite an emotional moment is mm. um I can't remember her name, but you know the dad's like house it's not house. Jesse. Jesse, yeah. It's Chessie. Chessie. Um when she figures out that they've swapped and I there's that look on her face and she's yeah. like, you know, and, and she can't really say anything because yeah. she doesn't want to. I just that's like Crying, talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know, apparently that took 74 takes. For her to cry? Well, that scene. Why? I think they were just trying to get it on point, you know. Yeah. The emotional crux of the film right here. Yeah. Not the main one, but a big moment. Someone finds out who Annie really is, pretending to be Hallie. Mm -hmm. And I think they just wanted that emotional reaction from Chessie. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. I suppose it's a moment that you want to make sure... Lands. Is, yeah, lands. So, I mean, to be fair, I do always... In that Lindsay Lohan film we watched last night, I was like, <laughs> can they have taken, like, five minutes to do a better shot of that? <laughs> like, that was pretty crap. I think with, like, those Netflix movies or Hallmark movies, I think it's a lot about kind of getting them out quickly. Mm -hmm. It's just like, let's go, let's go, let's go, rapid, 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 keep it quite, you know, under budget and things. And, yeah, when you don't have the pressure of theatrical release, you, maybe you think, oh, I can sort of get away with more. Who knows? But no, Parent Trap just has such fun sequences. And when they're back together, the whole camping scenario, when they take um, Dennis Quaid, mm. <laughs> just calling the actor's name, yeah, yeah. and Meredith, that's not the actor's, uh, actor's name, mm -hmm. um, that's the character's name, and they go camping and try and freak her out and make her... Oh, with the lizard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the other bit I like is like when they are in the hotel and they kind of keep missing yeah. each other. and Because the camera work in that scene is really nice as well. It is. I really like the way it sort of transitions um, between the two characters without making cuts. Yeah, and then you it know? kind of culminates in Dennis Quaid falling in the pool. Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and then he gets out and he's Boss, all like... are you okay? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, I love the parent trap and I think, like I said, you know, and we actually discussed this last night as well. Mm. We were talking about, you know, the music that you love. Yeah. And I realised actually how important music is to making the films that you do think are nostalgic, nostalgic. Like, yeah, music plays true. a massive part in that, and I think for Parent Trap, it's the music that does it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Good, 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 good film. Solid. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan, best for me. Top, is it? Yeah, it is top. Yeah. Inter I, I'm not sure which one is my favourite. Okay, I might have to reflect on that and decide at the end yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Because I'm not 100% sure. But off the back of Parent Trap... Mm-hmm. We have. Oh, here we go. Life Size. <laughs> a Tyra Banks classic. If nobody's seen Life Size, what it's about <laughs> is Lindsay Lohan is a kid going through a rough time. Her mum's died and she's living with her dad and she's got a few anger problems. Mm. And so she finds a book in a library and casts a spell to bring her mum back to life. Unfortunately, it goes a bit awry and instead what comes to life is this doll which is called Eve, mm -hmm. played by Tyra Banks. Yeah, kind of like a Barbie, bar Barbie equivalent. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. uh, Tyra Banks comes to life and it's all a bit of mayhem. Yeah, but Life Size is, is just one of those films where it's just like, 
what the heck? <laughs> I, I think it was a TV movie as well. I don't think it was um, theatrical. I remember watching it on video, so uh, I don't remember it coming out. Also, there's just some really funny scenes in it, like Tyra Banks eating a load of butter because she doesn't know what food is. She's yes. been a dog her whole life. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really weird. I remember that one of the lines that Tyra says is like, they ask her like where she's from, and she's like, Sunnydale, the sunshine state. Or something yeah. like that. It's not Sunnydale, oh, no. that's Buffy. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's like Sunnyville, is it? It's something like that. Sunny yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Sunny town. Sunny something. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. And then and then she says <laughs> the Sunshine State, and then the woman, like, is like, Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's actually, even though the film is kiddie and silly and, mm. you know, not necessarily a great film, I'm sure. I always enjoyed it when I was a kid. And actually... It's quite an emotional acting chops role for Lindsay Lohan. Mm -hmm. She's very angsty in that movie. She's quite depressed. She's always getting in trouble. She mm. really wants to see her mum. She's not like a girly girl. So this woman getting her a doll who's like her dad's girlfriend sort of. Mm -hmm. um, she's not happy with and all this stuff. It's really quite emotional. And actually, it's Lindsay Lohan's gravitas of performance that makes the film good. Mm -hmm. Again, it's this thing where actually Lindsay Lohan is a really good actress. And the things that she's in, even if the films aren't very good, she's the redeeming factor most yeah. of the time. And it kind of speaks to her, just her ability, mm -hmm. I think. Because I remember in Life Size, like, she was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a huge amount from Life Size, but it's just sort of like images coming to me from that movie. Because yeah. I just didn't remember that that was a Lindsay Lohan film. So, <laughs> yeah. I knew that would shock you when I said it. Cause uh, I, yeah. Because... We've been chatting about Lindsay Lohan recently a lot for this episode, and I haven't mentioned it, and you've not brought it up, so I thought, well, maybe you've but forgotten. also, Tyra is kind of whatever. <laughs> like, I, I, I never, in that, I think she, I've seen her in, like, one other thing. Maybe not, but I feel like I've seen her in something else. And I just think she's not really an actress. Hmm. Possible, yeah. I guess, for that film, but whatever like yeah i mean you know, she doesn't do any of the emotional lifting anyway in that movie it's all Lindsay because basically tyra banks in the film her character realizes she has to become an eve doll again so she can take the lessons that Lindsay lohan's taught her <laughs> and become a better doll yeah <laughs> there's a lot of logic that uh, make any yeah. sense. and that's fine you know it's a kid's film it's disney whatever it's not in the league <laughs> of the parent trap whatever <laughs> whatever yeah um it was quite funny. They did a life size two without Lindsay Lohan recently, but with Tyra Banks. Oh. I didn't watch it, sadly. I don't imagine it did particularly. And also well. Life Size is never anywhere. It's not on Disney Plus. I really wanted to rewatch it just to jog my memory. And I cannot find it anywhere. Some things are best forgotten. <laughs> it's just certain films don't like there's one or two films that I'm just like I cannot find it yeah. anywhere. Can't find Mean Girls anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, that's you have to pay for that minute. Yeah. I've got a DVD, just I didn't bring my DVDs with me, so oh, we couldn't watch that one last night, sadly. Yeah. Um, oh, it's ingrained in the brain. Mm. So what's next, though? After Life Size? So after Life Size, there was another Disney TV movie called Get a Clue. Oh, yes. Which she was great in. Mm -hmm. That's a classic. Not, again, most imprinted and not necessarily a famous Lindsay Lohan movie, so we'll skip on past that one. But is, is Get a Clue the one with the um, Star Trek guy? He had brown hair in that film, I think. Or is that... Just My Luck. Oh, that's Just My Luck, that's yeah. Just, that's Chris okay, okay. Pine. Yeah, Who, yeah Chris Pine. Who's in Get a Clue? Was it just her? They were like some other Disney teen kids. Like, it's a tween film. you know. It's it not. was probably Chad Michael Murray. 
well, Chad Michael Murray is in Freaky Friday, which comes next, that is, 2003. That is a good film. Directed by Mark Waters. Mm-hmm. And Freaky Friday, for those who do not know, is a movie where Lindsay Lohan plays a character called Anna and Jamie Lee Curtis plays a mum. And they're... Dynamic not, duo. Yeah, dynamic duo. They're not having a good time. They're, mm. they're arguing. They're having a rough time. And basically, they go to a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about this part. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> and they read a fortune cookie given to them by the owner, and it makes them switch bodies. And the yeah. only way they can switch back is if they prove that they have selfish, selfish? selflessness. <laughs> Selfless love for one another. Yeah, yeah. Have learned their lessons. Yes, basically. And at the end of the film, they switch back. Mm-hmm. And in it... Um, Sorry to ruin the ending. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in it, Lindsay Lohan kind of plays this like rocker teenager who mm-hmm. wants to do music and be in the band, and is kind of struggling at school for various reasons and boy trouble. Kind of classic teen angst, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mum is this like high faluting therapist, therapist who's really famous and releasing a new book, and mm-hmm. you know, one of those like. Power moms. Power mom. Uh, kind of uptight, kind of... Yeah. Kind of overscheduled everything, you know, like, that kind of vibe. The conflict between them really is that their dad passed away. Mm. Uh, her dad passed away, and so she's sort of mad at her mum for marrying this new guy. Yeah. And uh, when they've swapped bodies, it's essentially, it's the mum's, like, rehearsal dinner and everything. Mm-hmm. So Lindsay Lohan's character, Anna, trapped in her mum's body. That's, like, nightmare from hell. Yeah, yeah. Having her potential stepfather try and be all over her. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's that bit where he like, obviously he doesn't know he doesn't know anything's happened, and he tries to kiss her, and she's like, "A culto, culto, <laughs> right here, good one coming out." <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm helping you out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is so good. Jamie Lee Curtis is such. I guess a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have thought about it, but then actually reflecting on it, especially having seen Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I'm just thinking like, actually, all of the films I've seen Jamie Lee Curtis in, mm. she's like fantastic. Yeah. She's super fun. Super fun. She just always seems like she's super fun to be on set with. Yeah. And just her performances are just really full of life. I think that's kind of the only way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of passion and excitement that permeates through the screen. I think. Yeah. And Lindsay does the same in these early films. Yeah. In her Which is why ones. they're such a good duo. Mm. Like, regardless of how great of a film you think Freaky Friday is, I think it's pretty decent. But it's actually their relationship which makes it, and their performances that make it. Because there's so many moments, like, there's that bit where they meet up in, like, a shopping mall or something, mm. because then they're going to have to part ways, and one's going to have to go to school, and one's going to have to go and do stuff. Um, but, like, they just have these, like, short interactions with each other. And I'm just like, those are kind of the best parts of the film. Yeah. Just them talking to each other in, like the way the mum would speak as the teenager and mm-hmm. the way the teenager would speak as the mum and, like, the way they act. and it, Yeah, it's so good, those bits. Feels like at the time, Lindsay was the go-to person for someone who had to play, like, dual roles. Yeah. So it's, like, the She's, twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's playing... Well, she found a niche. It found a niche there. Well played. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was really in that Disney machine. I mean, all those movies I've said get a clue life-size and Disney, uh, Disney, Freaky Friday, Disney. 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 Yeah. And then the next one we talk about is also Disney. Yeah, I mean... Anything else about Freaky Friday? It's good, you know? I enjoy it. And I think, I think, it, again, it just seemed like both of them were having so much fun. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, I mean, I made that point about Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> that guy in that film is relentless. <laughs> yeah. He, like... He's going for, for Jamie. Yeah, he he goes... He's trying to get with 
the daughter at the beginning. Then when they swap bodies, and obviously her personality is now in the mum, he like starts getting attracted to the mum for some reason. He doesn't know why, but obviously it's because it's the person, same personality. But then he like goes to their house, he yeah. follows them at the restaurant, he goes and follows them at the concert, and then eventually they just start like to go away and pushing him. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a bit weird. But then she ends up with him in the end anyway. I know, yeah. <laughs> so. But I think also, which is a common theme with all these ones, the emotional moments Lindsay really nails. Mm. So the bit where they're having their conversation at the rehearsal dinner and Jamie's just I'm just using the actors' names at the moment. She's gone and done the concert for Lindsay, so mm. their band can play in the thing. And then they come back and Jamie's talking about how she will accept it's really confusing trying to explain it. It is confusing. <laughs> Jamie's the... saying that the mum no Yes. And the, Lindsay Lohan's character in The Mum is saying that she will accept her new stepfather and she appreciates her mother and everything yeah. and appreciates everything her mum's done for yeah. her, essentially. And Lindsay Lohan watching her mum do this, yeah. except it's the mum and Lindsay Lohan's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it comes off a really emotional moment as well. But that's because, okay. because Lindsay, but her mum at this point, realises that she can't send her daughter off to marry this guy. Yeah. So she says to you know, her daughter's personality and her mum, she says, oh... Break off. Yeah, like, it's okay, you break off. But she starts crying, because obviously that means she's not going to get to marry the person she loves. Yeah. But she does it because she knows she can't send her daughter off to marry some some guy. <laughs> that sounds so creepy. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like an old Disney film. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sorted that out, I think, a little bit. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting expression. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But, yeah, Freaky Friday, it's up there with one of her best, I think. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And it's fun. It's just a good fun film. It's one of those ones kinda of like Bridget Jones where I could, I'll just put it on. Yeah, easy and I'll watch easy it. to watch. Really easy to watch. Really funny and just yeah. Good moments. Yeah. And all the characters are good. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the performances. So Yeah. We love that. Yeah. So what's next? Next we have Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really soft spot for this because I had this on video and I just watched it all the time. But I know it's not great. <laughs> So I rewatched it like like a year and a bit ago, and I also rewatched it like two weeks ago or a week ago, and um, yeah, it's got very strange editing that <laughs> we're talking about. So bad. <laughs> Why does it do it? And what's that? What's the deal with her doing a CGI backflip at the start? <laughs> like why? Why did they add that in the film? They just have very questionable shots. Really, it's the bit. It's where... the way it's directed is a bit strange. Yeah, it's, it's quite off the wall. Yeah. And it's it does like a load of references and then it brings in sort of cartoony, comic booky bits. It's kind of weird. Do you want to give an outline of what Yeah, so the Confessions plays? Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen is about a very over the top teenager and she's in love with this band called what on earth is the band called? Siddhartha. Yeah, Siddhartha. I mean, he's the main guy in the band. I think the band No, no, no. The the band is Siddhartha. Oh, right. And he is Wolf Whatever, something Wolf, Stu Wolf. That's it. Okay, yes. Yeah, so He's Stu Wolf, the 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 main guy from the Sid band. Sid is a terrible name for a band. I've just realised. Yeah, I don't. If it's like not named after any of the people. No, no, it's just Sid Arthur. Anyway, well, they, she loves this band called Sid Arthur. She realises they're gonna break up, so she drags her new friend from a new school she's moved to to go to their um like final gig. And this is all kind of a show for the mean girl in the school who says, you will never get a ticket to that concert and you 
will never be anything in life. Blah, Played blah, blah. by Megan Fox, by the way. Played by Megan Fox in classic. her classic Mean Girl. I mean, they kind of they kind of went through that journey together, Megan and uh, Lindsay. Yeah, it, yeah, that's kind of all the plot is, to be honest. Yeah, it's a bit weird. She kind of learns maybe not to be that overdramatic, but not really. I don't think she learns anything in the movie. And then at the end, she does this whole school performance of Eliza Rocks, which is like some jazzed up version of Pygmalion. But it feels really out of place. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't really get what relevance the actual show has, why they do three songs from it at the end. Well, it's a kid's film, man. You've got to have these singing numbers. But we were watching, well, I was watching it and texting Jiggy about it, and I was like, our school never had the budget for a production like this. Yeah, but then, you know, it's like, this is New Jersey rich area. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? Like, like they've got money. <laughs> you know, these schools have money. Yeah. Also, the the drama teacher, who's the one, like, leading the whole thing, I feel like she overacted it way too oh, much. It was yeah. way too, like, cringy and, like, ugh. I don't know. It's weird watching it. I guess possibly the character was written that way and directed that way, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know I don't know why this is, but what it comes across on screen is just, like, it's too much. Mm. It's too much to watch. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> one of my favourite bits from that film is just right at the beginning where there's a really horrible shot of Lindsay Lohan looking at a Siddhartha picture with a really like low toned voiceover and she just starts bouncing and smiling <laughs> to no music it's like obviously the, the the image is she's supposed to be vibing to some song but you yeah. don't hear the song so it just looks really or awkward it's, just, or it's really low in the background is it it's, it's but yeah it's a weird shot I think it's I think it's a mixture of the actual shot itself mm. and probably the direction and just the way it's all put together isn't quite right um <laughs> it's, so, it's just so like <laughs> awful I, I, I like i don't I, in a way i don't understand what happened because Lindsay lohan is that one thing again in it which is like the passable element mm. you know like she she's good she actually does and the other do it well. performances of the, oh, the friend her friend yeah the friend is good yeah. it's good and then also megan fox is fine like she plays mean yeah. good. She sort of plays the same character as Holiday in the Sun, American National movie. Nobody's seen it. Wow. But anyway, that's Watch another day. Um, I mean, what else do you say about Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen? Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like a B movie. No, I wouldn't recommend anyone to watch it, but <laughs> I enjoy watching it for the nostalgic factor. But yes, it's... Some funny moments. It's not great, but it tickles me. Yeah. It's all like music and lyrics. Oh, uh, yeah. It tickles me. It's funny. Uh, and I don't think it would be funny if I watched it and had never seen it before. It's only because I watched it when I was like eight, had it on video, etc. Yeah. You know. Well, this came out in 2004, the wow. same year that Mean Girls came out. Was it the same year? Yeah. And Mean she Girls... She a lot older in Mean Girls than she does in... Confessions. It was just styling and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Hair was different and whatnot. But Mean Girls was also directed by Mark Waters, who directed... Freaky Friday. Very good. <laughs> and Mean Girls was written by Tina Fey, what a legend herself. Yeah. Which I... You know what? Upon reflection, I think I did know that, but I'd forgotten that fact. Ah. But... I love Tina Fey. Yeah. And Who I, man? I I've even said to you, like, oh, if you watch 30 Rock, if you watch 30 Rock, because yeah. 30 Rock is, like, it's basically Tina Fey's show yes, that she's is. written and she, like, I think she directs it as well. Mm. Some episodes, maybe not all of them, but her comedy is the best of American comedy because a lot yeah. of American comedy can be a bit over the top. Sure. But I think Tina Fey is really good at bringing a realism to her writing, mm -hmm. you know? 
And Mean Girls does exactly that, and yeah. I think that's why it's so like well known Such and so a prolific. Cult classic. Yeah, yeah. And Tina Fey plays Miss Norberry mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah. And then you'd forgotten that Amy Poehler was in the film. Yeah, but <laughs> then when you said that, and I thought about it, I was like, oh my god, she's the mum with the massive boobs. Yeah. Yeah. The fake boobs. The fake boobs. Yeah. That the dog starts Chewing gnarling on. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a very interesting one. Well, there's loads of Saturday Night Live cast members in the film. The, the guy plays the head teachers from SNL. Mm-hmm. The guy plays the gym teachers from SNL. The parents are from SNL. So it's all like one big SNL family. There's so many good stuff, that so much good stuff that has come out from that era of SNL family members. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, by the way, SNL is Saturday Night Live, which is a massive, massive, massive show in the US. And it's basically where a lot of comedy stars started out. Yeah. Kind of doing live television. Jimmy Fallon. Adam Sandler. Steve started Martin. Out you know, like, yeah. all the old guys. Yeah. Tina Fey. Like, Amy Poehler, like we said. Like, so many people that you know now in these kind of, like, Comedies. American sitcoms, comedy, docuseries things, like, they probably all started on SNL. Yeah. You know, it's it's big. It's that so. training ground, isn't it? And they always yeah. have guest stars and things. Yeah. Jenna Ortega did it recently. Yeah. You know, Billy like Irish Irish everyone everyone goes on a Lindsay Lohan did it. Lindsay Lohan definitely, oh. she definitely did it. And it's so funny because she went on in like 2003 or four or something and she was talking, this is so early noughties, she was talking about her beef with uh, Hilary Duff because they had a feud in quotes yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Battle of the Teenage Queens. I know. Ridiculous. Well, anyway. Awful. That's just what I remember. <laughs> Awful. Watching that on MTV or mm-hmm. whatever channel it was on. Um, but yeah. Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Mean, mean Girls. Girls, yeah. I'll quickly say what Mean Girls is about if you don't know. It's about a bunch of Mean Girls. No. <laughs> How do you not know what Mean Girls is yeah. about? Everyone knows what you mean. But it's, yeah. Okay. A new girl, Katie Harron, who's played by Lindsay Lohan. She moves from Africa to sort of middle of nowhere. Is it Detroit or Michigan? No. I think it's somewhere like exactly. that. It kind of is irrelevant. Yeah, she moves there and this popular cliquey group of mean girls called the Plastics, they sort of prey on her and want her to join her group. But her place in the group is sort of positioned by kind of the art freaks mm-hmm. who want revenge on the mean girls, Regina George specifically, because they've been horrible to them and everyone in the school. And so they try and get Katie to sabotage her and ruin her life. Mm-hmm. And Katie goes on this journey of discovering who she is. She sort of becomes a mean girl herself. And then she goes full circle and becomes, you know, mm-hmm. who she's supposed to be. Lovely. So I'm not quite sure what it is. Maybe because it's not a Disney film. But there's an element of Mean Girls that feels so much more professional than all the other ones she did. Yeah. I mean, Mean Girls is the most adult. Yeah, by, a long by way. far. It actually was an R-rated movie when it first came back. And then they had to change loads. So they changed a lot of lines. So you know when um, Made Out with a Hot Dog line? Yeah. That was actually meant to be about her doing something with a frozen hot dog. <laughs> More untoward. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, we got to change that. And then also, is your muffin buttered? That was meant to be something else more explicit. Right. But it's kind <laughs> so of funny it. in a way how they did the kind of innuendos, but like... Yeah. Kept it sort of PG-13, which is what the rating ended but up But it being. is pushing the boat a bit. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But like films like um, that argument to the board classification people was like, mm-hmm. Anchorman's PG-13 and that mm-hmm. gets away with loads. So it was yeah, like, yeah. we can... You know, let us get away with it, please. But other than the the two that we now know, I mean, the casting was crazy. Like well, Rachel yeah. McAdams, they heard mm-hmm. as Regina George. Amanda Seyfried was. Uh... This was her first film ever. Amanda Seyfried. She was only eighteen. Maybe. Well, she's great. Yeah, she's such a good actress. She said, "I've loved her in everything else except from I don't really like um, what's it called, Mamma Mia." But 
I mean, everything else I've seen Amanda Seyfried and I thought, yeah, really good. She actually auditioned for Regina George. Oh, wow. And she got quite far in the casting process and I think they were like, you're not quite Regina, but you'd be a great Karen. So then she read for Karen and they were like, yes. And Regina George, interesting casting note about it, is that Lindsay Lohan was going to play Regina George. She really wanted to play Regina George because she wanted to be a mean girl. She wanted to do something different. And then essentially the director and probably execs behind the scenes were like, you've kind of got the public image of sort of being the lead and a nice girl. So we really? think you should play that. But like we discussed already, she had quite a fiery kind but of But she cheeky... was never horrible to anyone. Regina George is horrible to people. Yeah, she is the villain. Yeah. You know, Lindsay has never been a villain in a movie. Yeah. So Mark Waters, director, and I think other people are sort of convincing her to not do Regina George. And I think what also they were finding was apparently they were finding it hard to get an actress who could meet her level as Katie. Right, right. So they were struggling to find someone who was going to stand up to her as Regina George. So what ended up happening, obviously, is Lindsay said, OK, I'll play Katie. And then they were like, cool, let's find a good Regina. And they Rachel McAdams came in. Rachel McAdams, who... I'm guessing it was fairly established by this point already. Not super. Had she done The Notebook? Because The Notebook comes out around the same time, 2004. I wasn't sure if The Notebook came out first or this came out first. But Rachel McAdams as well was significantly older than everyone else. She was yeah. like 26, 27, 28, I want to say. Yeah. And everyone else was, like Lindsay Lohan was like 17. They're like actually teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amanda was 18. And then Lacey Chaber. I think was around 20. Is Lacey the brown haired girl? Yes. Oh, yeah, I can't Who's remember. in Daddy Daycare. <laughs> oh, yeah, she is in Daddy Daycare. <laughs> oh, wow. But I think what it actually works having an older actress do Regina, because in a way, Regina's kind of this imposing figure. Yeah. And I think having someone that's a bit older almost makes it a bit scarier yeah. in a way, because, you know, everyone she else She brings the seen. maturity to the role. Yeah. It's not like she's just mean for no reason. She's calculated. Yeah, calculate, that calculatedness is, like, mean. Scary. And there's that really... It's quite... I think it's quite, like, an intense scene mm. where Regina finds out that she's been, like, lied to by Katie. Yeah. And there's this thing where she, like, explodes in her room and it's, like, this... Oh, yeah. This unleashing <laughs> of, like, anger. But, like, the music kind of cuts out mm. and you hear things like, like all the crashing of the things she's throwing is, like, really visceral. I think that the intensity that Rachel McAdams brought is so good in that scene. It's quite, it's quite scary, mm. I think. She's great. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, like, scary, but, like... <laughs> In comparison it's to the rest of the tone, you, no, no, it's not a horror <laughs> film. But in comparison to the rest of the, the film's tone, like that bit stands out, and I think it was really well done because mm -hmm. it's like a shift. It's like a visible, like, oh, she's a mean girl too. No, she's actually a bit psycho. Yeah, you know, she's intense. Yeah, and this it's what they're going up against, and I mean, the cast is just littered with great characters and great actors. So, mm -hmm. Janice Ian, who's the one who sort of comes up with the whole plot to get back at Regina and use Katie. Mm. She's played by Lizzie Kaplan, mm -hmm. who is great in that role. Yeah, yeah, actually. yeah. They were saying that they thought she was too pretty to play Janice, um, but cast her because she was best for the role. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, they made her so grungy. Yeah, well, but that's the point, isn't it? They felt that they had to grunge her up. Yeah. Apparently they added in the storyline then that they used to be friends, so you can imagine that she used to be sort of popular so she used right. to be friends with Regina right. and then all shifted mm. um, then you have the character Damien the gay uh, best friend yeah yeah, he's great he has some of the best lines you go Glen Coco you go Glen Coco <laughs> yeah, yeah. she doesn't even go here <laughs> I want 
my picture back. <laughs> I want my picture back. I had an epic moment last year where nice. we were at a friend's stag Hindu thing. So it was like just everyone mixed together. And they did like a quiz thing. And it was one of those things like 20 questions. Yeah. And so we had to guess a character. Uh-huh. We didn't know what from or whatever. So it had gone around and we eventually worked out that the film they were talking about was Mean Girls. And then we figured out it was a guy. And literally nobody could remember, like we went through the names of people that we could remember. It was the last 10 seconds. It was getting there, five seconds, and I suddenly shouted, Damien! And everyone was like, woo! Hey. I was like, yes, rely on me to pull out the film knowledge when you most need it. Yeah, the film Pay knowledge out, coming out there. out the brain. Yeah. It just took me ages. I was like, I could only think of Aaron, and it was really annoying me. Oh, um, Aaron, Aaron is the, like, love, love interest. interest. Yeah. He's kind of a bit weedy. I mean, he's yeah. supposed to be like this sports kind of guy who's whatever. He's just kind of the popular guy. But I don't know. He seems a little bit weedy in the film to me. Like He doesn't really do much. No, he's, he's a bit more of a prop, isn't he? He is a bit more of a prop. Yeah. Apparently they had someone else cast for his role. Probably Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Possibly. And apparently, <laughs> and so what happened is this actor who was cast in his role went to the like reading with the cast and apparently he had a really bad attitude. And the director and the producers got together and were like, yeah, we fired him as soon as he walked out to the car park because we're like, I'm not having someone who's disrespectful and whatever. There's a video of the casting director talking about this story and she was like, it's someone you would know. So I'm like, ooh, I wonder Chad who Michael it is. Murray. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know who. No, no, no. I, I mean, so the reason I keep mentioning Chad Michael Murray is like, from the early 2000s films, he's everywhere. He's literally <laughs> Cinderella everywhere. Cinderella story. Cinderella story. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. He's in like, I can picture him in two others. I can't remember the names of them, but mm. I can picture him in them. He's just everywhere. Right? <laughs> He's just everywhere. He's everywhere. So, what a guy. He's in One Tree Hill. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, Aaron is kind of, yeah, that eye candy, I suppose. Yeah. And then we've got other great characters sprinkled around, like Kevin Napore. Hello. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you suck as MC. We won't go into the whole rap. But I love no, because it. <laughs> it gets a little bit. Oh, Outrated. Kevin G. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you, Kevin. That's enough. <laughs> and then they do the jingle, jingle bell rock thing. The Mean so, Girls yeah. will do it, which is like an iconic moment mm-hmm. when Gretchen like kicks the boombox off the stage and smacks someone in the face. Yeah, <laughs> poor Gretchen. She, the actress, really plays her anxiety. It's so surface level, really well. Yeah. yeah. And then after that's when she has her big speech about Caesar and. We should just stab Caesar. Oh, yeah, she, she goes a bit nuts when reading this thing for a class. The thing is, it seems like all these emotions are totally crazy heightened. But actually, when you're a teenager and in the world that Tina Fey creates in that movie, it works. That's why Tina Fey's so good. Well, yeah, exactly. Everything Tina Fey does, is, I've, I've just thought that's brilliant. Yeah. She's great. It's no surprise to me that Mean Girls has found its place as probably one of the most iconic cult films ever. Yeah. It's so good. I know that there was an interview where Tina was like, oh, I'm sort of sad we didn't do a sequel. I'm like, no, it's so good as it has its thing. But I would have faith that Tina Fey could do a sequel. I'm sure she could, but it doesn't need one. No, no, all. no, it doesn't need one. And some of the best films from the early 2000s, because it's that time before Hollywood was like, let's franchise everything. And they were at least giving stuff that was like original ideas ago. Mm. So many of the best films are kind of just standalone films. Yeah. Whether they're getting a reboot now or not, I don't know. But like... It's because they were that one-time thing, which was so good. Mm. Yeah. And Lindsay, again, is a really great emotional rock in that film. Which like, is she probably why it. she went to... They, the director as well, like Mark Waters, thought, oh, maybe she would be better as Katie because actually we know Lindsay can do that like emotional journey. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what they were. he said they were struggling with, was to find someone who could go through that and do it well. 
right. to stand opposite how good Lindsay would have been as as Regina as well. Had they started filming by the no, time? No, no, no. It was no. all early casting days, really. Right. And yeah, Mean Girls, I think, is kind of the last legendary film of Lindsay Lohan's. What happened, man? How did she get a role in Mean Girls and then not get... Because like, even like Herbie, that wasn't like a big Hollywood film. It's a Disney, I guess, but... They probably just offered her. Was she still contracted with them? Do you think? Uh, possibly, I don't know. Actually, yeah, maybe she had a like a three picture deal with them or something. That's interesting to investigate. I don't know because I can't imagine she would do Mean Girls, knowing how. Because even like on release, Mean Girls was good. You know, like mm. it did well early on. It wasn't like years later people found out oh, it was a good movie. It did well, right? So I would have thought that like big studios, not just Disney, would be looking at Lindsay going. Is she under contract? Can we get her to do these films? But nothing really came of it. Yeah, possibly. And it depends who you have around you. Maybe she had business managers or whoever who were like, just stick with the rom-coms or stick with Disney, you know, what for whatever reason. Yeah, she kind of struggled to do that jump from teen Disney films. Even though she had Mean Girls as a bit of an anomaly, yeah. she then struggled with jumping to, I guess, more serious, meaty roles. Mm. And obviously she had issues that she was going through and she then struggled to sort of be professional. And I think maybe then people started to not take her seriously. Mm. And that didn't help her being able to jump into more meaty adult, interesting roles, yeah. unfortunately. I mean, that... So that is what, it kind of then ended up going a bit downhill from yeah. there. I mean, that is what happened really is like after that, I think I think it was like after Herbie, basically, she just went through a bad period of too much, too many alcohol drugs. I mean, it's kind of almost a classic child star Hollywood situation. And mm. I guess when that happens, like, and you take such a, a time out from doing films, your reputation is damaged. You've not been in the game long then either because you've taken a massive break. Yeah. Like, to get back in is so hard. And, and it's like, we're kind of making fun of all these Netflix films that she's trying to do or whatever. But, like, what realistically, how else does she get in? Because now, you know, you said it's not just that she did... She, her look has changed because of, you know, alcohol and drugs, but also, like, she wasn't acting... Oh, she wasn't pro behaving professionally on sets and stuff like that in the later films. And the reputation getting damaged, it's really hard to build that trust and get big studios to think okay, we will get her back in, you know? Because mm -hmm. I'm sure she can still act given the chance. Yes. It's definitely. just like... I mean, it's like any movie is really that perfect combination of actor, director, good script. Like, having those three things is where you get those amazing movies like Mean Girls, mm -hmm. where you get the parent trap. You have to have those elements. And you can have great actors in films and you're like, oh, wow, they're not good in this film. Really, it's because of those other elements not supporting them or, you know, them not being directed quite right. And it's a shame. And, you know, I definitely still have faith that there's a great actress in her. So it'd be, be great to see her be able to get, like, a great, interesting mm. role and see what she could do with it. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard once you get in these, like, boxes of, like, Hallmark, Netflixy mm -hmm. rom com That's films. the thing. So it's like, how do you break out of that once you get into that? But if you're not doing that, I guess you're not doing anything. But and doing that yeah. is better than doing nothing. But then so, I, yeah. I think, like, it completely depends on what her goal is because if she does want to get back there, I don't think she helped herself by doing these reality TV shows and, like, stuff like that. Like, that doesn't build a great image of you trying to get back into, like... <sighs> I was about to say professional. It's still professional. That's not the right word. But, like, these kind of more serious films mm. you know that it this doesn't really build just an image of yourself yeah building that back up you know 
It sounds very difficult to navigate, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm I do feel bad, though, because I genuinely, Lindsay Lohan was one of the best child stars. I like, think ever. Yeah, to ever. Genuinely. Yeah. Ever. Okay, well, so out of those, is what's your favourite film she's in? Still oh, Parent Oh, yeah, but it's got Parent Trap. Like, I love Mean Girls, and I will watch Mean Girls like, any day. I think it's a fantastic film. But Parent Trap, it's one of... Okay, Parent Trap is one of the most uplifting films I've ever watched. Yeah. I actually have to say, I think I also think I love Parent Trap the most. Yeah. Just for nostalgic reasons. Not life size. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a close second. Uh, second that. No. Mean Girls would be a close second for me. And I do really like Freaky Friday again as one of those ones that I would just put on and chill to. Yeah. So those are definitely my top three legendary yeah. Lindsay Lohan movies. And um, They all fulfil for me a different thing as well. Like mm. Mean Girls is that like serious Lindsay Lohan film which is really, really well made. Mm. Parent Trap is that super uplifting, super nostalgic, love watching, wholesome film. And Freaky Friday is like a really funny, mm. easy watch. Yeah. You know? Sure. So they all have like their different like roles that they fill for me. But like all of them are great. Yeah. Comparatively to the other ones we mentioned, mm-hmm. I think. Well, as usual, we tend to do these uh, Guess the Rotten Tomatoes at the end of the uh, oh, podcast episode. Yes, 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 yes. So out of Mean Girls, Parent Trap and Freaky Friday, what do you think has the highest Rotten Tomatoes rating out of those three? I think Mean Girls has the highest. What do you think second highest? Uh, Parent Trap, then Freaky Friday. I can tell you, sir, that you are wrong. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Parent Trap's the highest. I can tell you, sir. You were wrong. Freaky Friday has the highest <laughs> yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it does. Highest tomato ranking is Freaky Friday. Critics or? Yeah, the tomato ranking, which oh, is the Oh, it's the critics. Ah. Yeah. And second? It's Mean Girls. Parent Trap. <laughs> it's just, the Parent Trap. This is so weird. And then Mean Girls is third. Why do critics not like Mean Girls? I don't know. It actually, when it came out, it wasn't necessarily loved by critics. I think well. it's anyway. objectively the best one. They, like in terms of, of like it's all an opinion in it at the end of the day what we're talking about right now is just our opinion interesting though they're all in the 80s so i think freaky friday is 88 percent parent trap is like 86 percent and mean girls is 84 so there's not much in it i'm so confused why freaky friday is the best one it's enjoyable man just love a bit but from freaky a friday. critic's point of view Interesting. I don't know. I, just, I mean, the, the tomato rating on Rotten Tomatoes, they're like, they are critics from, like, they take them from, like, newspapers and whatnot, but there are actually just people on there who are critics, in air quotes. So, oh, right. You know, I, I, whatever. Do you want me to look at the audience scores? Would you rather that? I actually would like you to look at the audience right, scores. Because I can't... Pause here, then. I think you're going to be disappointed again, Jigs. There's no way. But everyone I know thinks Mean Girls is, like, iconic. Yeah, it is. Like, everyone, everyone I know that I would speak to, they think Mean Girls is iconic. All right, yeah, so it's quite interesting, this. The Parent Trap has the highest audience score, 70%. Okay. Then it's Mean Girls with 66%, and then it's Free Friday with 57%. Oh, dear. (laughs) That's what I was expecting. Well, the critics disagree. Yeah, it's kind of weird seeing Free Friday, 88% tomato meter, and then 57% audience score. Because... Hey-ho. I don't... I don't really see how you could say Freaky Friday is better. The Parent Trap is the most consistent overall. Highest audience score and pretty much the highest tomorrow meter. It's only 2% less than Freaky Friday. Yeah. So, you know. And then Mean Girls is, I said, 84% tomorrow meter. Nothing to be sniffed at. Still great. And then 66% audience score. Yeah. 
Also, maybe it's a thing of, you know, Mean Girls, we watched it when it came out, or I certainly did. It's of our era, totally iconic for us. But, may, you know, adults maybe didn't connect with it. And then this generation watching now, maybe it's not as impactful. So, you know, there's all these things taken account with all these scores. the writing in it is so good. It is great. It's great. All right, fair um, enough. That's it. Yeah. Okay, well, so we've done favourite film. Mm-hmm. Last question for you here. Okay, here we go. Your favourite character she plays out of those films. End on um, this. Ooh, that is... Uh, can I do the twins? Or is that is that not you fair? You have to pick one. Annie. Ooh, mine is Hallie. You, you said you like her. Well, I like ah, Annie Hallie's because, just cool, man. I like Annie because, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know why, but it's just kind of the vibes. vibes. Well, that's great. I'm Hallie. I can be Hallie, the cool one, the cool sibling. You can be Annie, the uptight boring one that's not how I am <laughs> no but still mean. I'm just saying uh, no I do love Annie as well I'm yeah. just saying Hallie is definitely cooler but uh, yeah let, me, again, let us know out there if you think Hallie is cooler than Annie yeah actually yeah. just let us know what if, if you've got an answer to that question which one's your favourite Lindsay Lohan character and what is your favourite Lindsay Lohan movie we yeah. want to know we, we actually really do want to know because so, that is uh, iconic like we said greatest child actor one of the best one of the best ever yeah, we have Mara Wilson in the '90s, and you've got um, Lindsay Lohan sort of in that in '90s into nought, early noughties time. Yeah, I would say early noughties is really yeah, her. and um, where she came alive. She came alive. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Well, don't move on. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> We're not going to sing that, please. <laughs> no. You know what? Actually, guys, go watch Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. You let me know, not Cassia. Let let me know what you think about it. <laughs> Because Cassie's got this nostalgic vibe for it, but and I do too a little bit, but it's so silly. Even though I've got a nostalgic vibe for it, I'm not saying it's good. I know it's not good, but uh, it's just funny. Don't move on. Those lyrics behind some doors, people are waiting to sparkle. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like this, like genius, genius lyricist. And she asks him, "How? What, what were you thinking?" I don't know. <laughs> with that ridiculous British accent. It's foggy, little soggy. <laughs> little foggy, little soggy. <laughs> yeah, no, people aren't going to get these references. You're, people it. will get the Mean Girls references, but not these ones. So oh, go God. watch Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen if you dare. Mm-hmm. If not, just go watch Parent Trap, Mean mm-hmm. Girls, Freaky Friday. Those are my recommendations at the legendary Lindsay Lohan Times. Yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to an end of episode three of season two wonderful we'd love it if you give us a comment Mm -hmm. please tell us what you think about Lindsay Lohan movies we'd love to know we'll throw some polls out on the Instagram Mm -hmm. you can find us on Instagram if you haven't already at one of us is a filmmaker Mm -hmm. you find us on Spotify Apple Podcasts leave us a rating leave us a comment wherever you get your podcasts we're there we're there so thanks and signing off till next time yeah thanks very much guys Bye. bye